and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. Today is Saturday, April 25th. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am here with our MLB superstar baseball guy. We call him Drew, we call him Andy, we call him Andrew. Whatever we feel like that day, he answers to all of them because he is the man, the myth, the legend himself, Mr. Baseball. How are you, Andy? Appreciate that intro there, Coach. That's a good one. It helps me get ready for now for the real real playing season. And even though we got to get into spring training, I'll be, I'll be ready for all that to come along. Fantastic, man. A uh, couple of things. I we, This is our first time for you and I doing a show with the cool – DFS coach talk background and I'm actually get to do a show without somebody wearing a stupid crown on their head you know who I'm talking about Andrew Hansen (laughs) great stuff but first got to start off before we talk baseball I'm sporting the the Cowboys gear for you guys that can see it Cardenas and some of our members we're all fired up we got the speedster wide receiver lamb all the way down in the 17th spot came back with a stud cornerback and defensive end so man dallas sports is just looking up and up so go cowboys and i can't wait andy wait this is going to be the show coming up when we're doing the nfl the gloves are off it's me and brett who's a diehard eagles fan so it's going to be eagles cowboys breakdown there's going to be oh. F-bombs flying. It's going to be ugly. <laughs> Those are hated teams or rivalries, man. And and Philly just drafted a quarterback I saw. They did. That was sort of a shocker, really. They got the Oklahoma quarterback. But uh, I would, would uh, hope, hopefully Brett doesn't watch us. But what I'm planning is, uh, you know, because I do the editing at the end, I'm going to edit like a cowboy hat on him and uh you know I'm, he's he's gonna be hate me for a long oh, time oh boy <laughs> wow the yeah. enemies it's gonna be great um <laughs> and then you know as far as every how everything else is going you know we do have some communities opening up you know in georgia some in texas here some businesses some restaurants uh I know even massage parlors, bowling alleys, nail salons. So, you know, God willing, and you know, we're all praying that that this, you know, we we're, we squash the curve and we're on the the back side of it. And if that's the case, you would think, you know, very soon we'll hear some rumblings about getting sports started again. So I cannot wait for that, man. It's coming. That's a good thing. You know, just sitting here thinking about, you know, hoping for and looking forward to a real game that'll be great it will for sure uh remember two guys uh dfscoachtalk.com if you want to look us up uh, we have some good information on there uh we update our podcasts on there uh talk a little bit about our philosophy and you know we utilize that in all three sports that we do nfl mlb and nba and uh you know we don't use optimizers here we just have a group of pros that digs through it and hand builds every lineup uh, for all the specifics and really the things that we feel give our listeners an edge over anybody else. So uh, check us out there. We're on Twitter at DFS Coach Talk. If you want to uh, catch me directly or send messages or questions or you know information I can bring on the show that you want me to bring up as well, I'm at Joe Sarvati. 
That's J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. And Andy, why don't you tell them where uh, they could find you on Twitter? You can catch me at Drew, D-R-E-W-J, Gallagher, G-A-L-L-A-G-H-E-R. Very nice. Um, I did notice I was mentioning to Andrew uh, yesterday and then Andy today, uh, the last two ratings came in on our podcasts and we slipped out of the top hundred. So we got to rally up our listeners out there to tune in. You know, the, uh, the, the theory is my ugly bald head scared all the children and pets away. So they turned it off. So, uh, if the, if the statistics keep going the opposite direction, I may have to black my screen out. (laughs) So hopefully that's not the case, but, uh, you know, we'll see how it goes. Um, now, so so listen in. I know it's you know these are the dog days. You know we I preach this all the time, but I've got to say it, Andrew, uh, Andy. Uh, the this is the it's an easy time to just say, well, screw sports and DFS right now. I'm just going to do whatever, and then when sports starts back up, I'll get into it. But I'm telling you, if you really do discipline yourself and take the time now to just do what we're doing, break down the teams, talk about the depth charts. Look at, you know, who was injured. How is it going to affect when they come back after this stoppage? Because there's nobody that's going to be able to flip the switch. And basketball, baseball, and football all start, like, when we get back and then have good knowledge and try to catch up with everybody else that actually did the homework. So, you know, we've uncovered some gems in basketball and baseball so far that are really going to help as you look to build teams. And then we're doing the same thing for the NFL. So, you know, it'll be great doing the NFL last. We wanted to do it after the draft, which we were hoping happened, and it did. Uh, so we'll, we'll have a great insight there, too. And, uh, you know, th- that preparation, I'm telling you right now, you know, we're sitting here on April 25th. Let's say sports starts again June 1. I mean, that's going to come up quick. And following what we're doing and, and following our podcasts uh, are the best way to do it. So I really encourage everybody uh, you know, if you want to be a champion, I posted something in our discord the other day. You have to approach things differently. I mean, that mentality that we preach, the Mamba mentality, sort of like you see on the, the Jordan, the last stand, uh, that is phenomenal. I can't wait to see that again tomorrow. Mm. Uh, and then how Kobe lived. I mean, you think those guys would have not been doing anything during a layoff like this? I guarantee you they'd be in the best shape they've ever been in. They'll be studying film. I know it's sort of a cliche comparison, but if you take that mentality to whatever you're pouring yourself into and everybody wants to win that plays DFS and, mm-hmm. you know, you've got to do the work. It just doesn't happen by luck alone. That's for sure. There's a lot of skill in DFS. So anyway, that's my soapbox. Sorry about that. Uh, I, once I get started, it, it's hard to stop. But uh, you're a good coach. <laughs> you know, we see players that are training. We hear reports which guys are doing the home training at home, lifting weights and all that stuff. So we will see the men from the boys soon here whenever things get ramped to start back up. Absolutely. And all three sports. I mean, they're all in the same boat, which it's never been everybody's in the same situation before ever. So like you said, we'll see who who really is a champ and who are the chumps. You know, that's that's going to be interesting. Um Remember, you can catch us seven days a week here, wherever podcasts are found. 
We're on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, iHeart, Spotify, and YouTube, just to name a few. Uh, our audio is going up on all our Red Circle uh, uh, outings, or, or what am I trying to say? Red Circle uh, post spots, you know, like Spotify, etc. And uh, the video now is going up on YouTube. We're posting that also on Twitter and in our Discord. So catch us everywhere. So I can't delay any longer, Andy. I've been trying to delay because some bozo set up the schedule where I get the Detroit Tigers. Who hmm. sets the schedule, man? That's you, Coach. Oh, <laughs> I need I need the <laughs> Homer Simpson uh, dope and going back into the, <laughs> oh. the bushes. <laughs> I was trying to prepare for this, man, so you're going to have to help drag me through it because this has to be maybe the worst team in all of pro sports. That's what I I, I know it sounds crazy. I mean, winning percentage wise, I don't know exactly what that is. It's it's looking it's down there. I mean, I think let me look. I think they only won 40. What was it? 47. 47. Golly, that's just insane. So, you know, and not only are they terrible, they're in a massive rebuild. So for any Detroit fans out there, old Shane Caldwell has to be uh, a little bit shook up when he looks at this roster. But uh, let's talk. uh, You know, I know you did some good work because you're a baseball guy on some of the prospects coming up, because with with these bad teams or players and the high picks they've been getting, I would hope at least they're building a strong uh, farm system that's going to bring them some good players again. Uh, I, the, the, you know what the funny thing is? Do you, they lead the, the league by like a mile in uh, traded away Cy Young winners. Like oh, It's amazing how many Cy Young winners pitched at one point in the Tigers organization. So it's, it's craziness, man. Similar to the Pirates, your team. Yeah, yeah. The Pirates are bad, too, for sure, in that aspect. But Detroit still crushes everybody. Um, Well, let's take a quick look at their projected death chart this year. And then I'll I'll have you make some comments on these guys because, you know, it's it's it doesn't do any good reading up and down the stats as much with them because their stats were just bad. I mean, they just they really you can't pull anybody out of their team and say, man, this guy had a great season. Uh, it, they're really literally that bad. So um, let's let's try to make some sense of it. A catcher, uh, they, it looks like they're going to start with uh, Austin Romine uh, and backed up by uh, Eric Haas and Grayson Griner. So Romine, you know, catchers are catchers. Uh, in and on, on FanDuel, where you can choose between a catcher and first baseman, they're sort of non-existent catchers, other than maybe like a Gary Sanchez and uh, a couple of guys, but generally you want to go first base route there. But on some of the sites like DraftKings, you got to suck it up and, and figure out if you're going to, you know, fade the catcher spot and just plug a minimum salary guy in. Uh, generally, if you want a really good catcher, one of the better catchers, uh, you know, like uh, Real Muto or one of those guys, you've got to spend some big bucks. So, you know, Romine is a guy that's been around. He's not a bad catcher, very, right. very average hitter. Uh, but nothing to write home about. Any Anything to add on their catching? Yeah, just that he's, of course, a high-profile signee from the Yankees, stays in the American League, so he's good at making calls back there. will help them with some veteran uh, presence 
So his power is really not displayed a whole lot. One year he had a decent um, power year, but that's all uh, pretty much you're, you're <laughs> not going to rely on that. Exactly. And, you know, like you said, maybe uh, his experience will help some of the young pitchers, you know, but that doesn't do us any good in DFS. You know, maybe elevates the pitching a smidgen. But, uh, you know, if, Rome, if if you find Austin Romine making your lineup a lot, uh, please look me up and play me in head to heads. All right. At first base, it looks like the veteran C.J. Cron. Crone, he's uh, you know Angels guy, uh, has some pop, not fantastic. The other guys that can play uh, first for the Tigers are, are Candelario. Goodrum can play there as well, and of course, what they won't play him there is the I think the guy that I think is my age, Miguel Cabrera. Mm-hmm. Is, you know, I remember the days he always played first base, but uh, you know, Crone's one of those guys that can. You know, steal you a home run real cheap, but, uh, you know, not I'm not a big fan. Is there alcohol in that drink? (laughs) No, I'm going to need some soon. No. Uh, So with Crone, he had impressive, actually, hard contact. Exit velocity, gets the ball in the air fast. He gets some barrels for a guy who's been around for a few years. um, I believe he has not actually hit his stride, is he'll hit value – probably at you know at times in dfs um the last two years of play in dfs you know i've used him before with some success here or there yeah i mean you know you look at his look at his life career stats that's a good way to to take a look at you know he's played 673 games and in 2300 at bats has 114 homers so Mm -hmm. you know i would that's he's hit some but you got to catch sort of lightning in a bottle because he doesn't have speed, uh, you know, and his his yeah. uh, on base percentage uh, for his career is three one one. So, you know, he's got a decent right handed bat, but not a guy unless you're just dead having to, you know, pay way down at first base. Then we go to a guy. Talk about a guy that got a big fat contract. It stinks. Jonathan Scoop. Everybody pronounce it wrong, but it is Scoop. Uh, really? scope. That was scope. scope. Okay. Scope. Scope. That's what I'm trying to say. Like the mouthwash, not scope. Okay. I'm sorry. My bad. Uh, but he, uh, you know, he signed that big fat deal after hitting home runs in that little band box in Baltimore. And then it was just a complete bust for Milwaukee. I mean, he, you know, not good. His career batting average, 257. He has 133 homers for his career, but most of those came in Baltimore Here's a guy that, man, I just – I did not roster him last year at all. Even when he was in the Milwaukee lineup, they batted him towards the bottom. And I cannot tell you how many times he took goose eggs. And I just – you know, I know he's getting another chance in Detroit. People think, you know, Scope's got some skill. But uh, I'm not sold, man. I, I'm That's not a guy I'm going to look to uh, unless he shows some consistent – uh, bounce back yeah with scope i just wanted to make sure um we actually last year sorry um he was with the twins he got traded in 2018 oh that's right he went from the the orioles to the twins yeah so so last year i meant the twins not the uh brewers i'm sorry 
no problem. But so what I said about the Brewers, I meant about the Twins. He's okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, Scope was just a ground ball hitter. You know, um, his his numbers jumped last year just because of the environment. The Twins had obviously a loaded um, caliber ro- roster there. Yeah. So um, at this spot in the lineup that I project him maybe batting sixth. You know, uh, hard to believe it could go as well as it obviously went for him as a volatile play in DFS. Yeah, I mean, he he couldn't even play every day in Minnesota. He was uh, playing so bad. So I don't know. We'll see. Definitely a wait and see guy. You know, the other guys that can play second there, Jody Mercer, Jordy Mercer and uh, Castro. They even have Goodrum uh, deep on the the. Uh, I remember him playing a few games at second, but don't expect to see that. Uh, so again, you know, this team is really rough. Now here's a guy that I, you know, I'll say the next three guys are the three guys that are key to the, I think the future uh, of the Tigers, and uh, we can talk about all three, but I'll mention them all here. Uh, Candelario, who plays third. Nico Goodrum, who's their their best hitter, they have him starting at short, and uh, Victor Reyes in left. Those three guys on certain games, uh, you know, found their groove, found some confidence. Uh, you know, Nico can play multiple positions, and with his pop at shortstop, yeah. he's going to be a highly owned guy this year. Yeah, I kind of like um Goodrum, actually, he's a utility defensive stopping guy. Yeah, um, he did nicely at the cleanup, actually, towards the beginning of the year in 2019. They actually <laughs> had no one better to put in there. So they put him in a cleanup for a little while as he can get on base and steal a bag as well sometimes. So, yeah, actually, um, StatCast has him top 50 in speed ranking. Wow. Well, I mean, you know, he's also plays everywhere. I mean, he played in the outfield uh, first, second, uh you know, and now they have him projected starting in short. So, you know, definitely a guy that people are going to find in his uh, find him in the lineup. I mean, he's he's 28 years old, which is surprising to me. I thought he was a super young guy, uh, which he's not. You know, 243 lifetime average isn't anything to write home about. But, you know, he does have some pop and he definitely uh, is not bad on the base pass. So. Against the right yeah. pitcher in the right ballpark, unless we're all playing in the same ballpark, we don't know yet. Uh, you know, he could be a nice play. Uh, a, a guy that I started uh, showing some interest in last year, uh, just because of his power, is Candelario. He's a big dude, man. And uh, third baseman with a rocket arm, and he is a big fella, uh, New York City kid. Uh, what, what do you think about Candelario? Uh, he, he bottomed out in barrel numbers. So, I mean, you're trying to get his quality swing up. There's some upside for the future for Candelario. Yeah. So I, maybe he, he'll be developed himself into a nice power hitter someday. Well, the problem is, you know, he falls in that all or nothing type of category. He's only got a 223 career batting average, which is terrible. But, you know, 30 homers and not a ton of at bats. So, Unfortunately, as we all know, if you want to take something down, especially if it's a GPP, you got to get a guy fairly cheap like this in your lineup that pops one out. All he needs to do is hit one homer. You know, if he goes one for five and with a homer, you're happy. So, you know, another lightning in the bottle kind of guy against the right pitcher. But 
certainly know, swings for the fences. You're not going to get cheated. This is the lineup where here no one else is going to want to go. I mean, if you want low ownership, this is the team, this is the lineup to go for right here. Yeah, definitely. Now, what do you, what do you think of Victor Reyes? Uh, he's got some wheels. He's only 24 years old. Showed some potential last year. I think he's definitely part of the Tigers' plans. Any feelings on him? No, I didn't get much on him. Are you thinking like maybe possibly a, a leadoff hitter in that yeah. spot? They're talking about it. Uh, he, you know, just because of his speed and, uh, you know, maybe to mix it up, get on base. And, you know, he's your prototypical type of fast center field leadoff kind of guy. So, uh, you know, his on-base percentage is almost 300. So, you know, Detroit doesn't have a whole lot of guys that can get on base. Okay. So because we'll I had uh, somebody else, Jacoby Jones. You yeah. Had on him. Yeah, that's the other guy. I mean, you know, 211 though, man. That's that's a tough Ooh. batting average. Yeah. Uh, for a guy that that's leading off, but you know, 26 steals. He's got the speed, but his on-base percentage is 276, so quite a bit uh, lower. But, again, they're terrible, man. I cannot believe how bad this team is, seriously. So yeah. I don't know. We just have to see what their lineup's going to look like. Uh, I don't think much it, out of it. Yeah, there's just not much there, up and down. So oh, you know what they got to do with um, Milky Cabrera. Yeah, he's going to DH. Like this. He's got to lose weight. He must lose weight because – yeah, uh, he knows it, and he's just got to get on the treadmill or something. Well, they have him listed at, at 6'4", 249, but I'll tell you, toward the end of last year, he looked a good 265. He was humongous. Right. Humongous. 477 <laughs> career homers, though, and a 315 batting average. What a goat, man. Almost a 400 on base percentage. 392. Yeah, like, he was such a goat. I mean, he's a triple crown was, winner for God's yeah. sakes. I mean, I don't. Cooperstown. He gets to roll out there at 275 if he wants to. That's what I say, man. <laughs> Power to Miggy. I love uh-huh. Miggy. He he is so good. Yeah. Uh, 17 years in the league, though. I mean, I would assume. Uh, you know, why would you even come back at this point? He's a Hall of Famer. He's gonna yeah. be. I mean, he's got the records. I don't understand why you'd still want to play in this in this culture on a team that's going to finish with the worst record again. So at this point, he's just a GPP DFS play only. He can give you a once in a while some nice hard contact and exit velocity barrel. That's about it, man. And he's he is always super cheap now. I remember when you know six years ago or whatever the DFS started, he was one of the highest priced guys on the board. So times change fast in pro right. sports. Yeah. And then the only other guy we didn't mention is who they have. Uh, they're talking about possibly starting uh, is the old timer. Let's see. Where did I go to? Uh, and I don't even know why he Cameron Mabin. They have possibly starting in right field. Uh, which wow. doesn't make sense to me. No. Why would you play him over Not, any of the uh, young guys? Uh, I have another guy here. To round uh, maybe his batting order. Who uh, is it? Did you have Christian Stewart? No, I have him as the first guy off the bench in the backup DH in the outfield. So maybe, uh, you know, he might get in there. Let's take a quick gander at him. Yeah, He's, I could give you his rundown. 
The nice thing about him, well, he's 26, so that's in prime area. But, you know, again, you got a guy with 238 lifetime or career average, 12 homers, 50 ribbies. But he's young, and he bats lefty, uh, which is, is a plus. You know, uh, you're going to get a little different look there. Um, yeah. You know, he's. He I know a, that, that people like him. So He had a grand slam last year. He was doing well early on, actually, in that 2019 season. Um, you know, provide as much value. Obviously, he did not, actually, down the stretch. But um, this, in a way, um, it, it could be an improved lineup over last year just because, you know, they added scope, they uh, added in um, Crone. Crone, so, scope. Ugh. Yeah, I mean, I know it doesn't sound <laughs> too enticing, but it's it's actually improvement, I, be, I will believe, um, from last year. Well, let me just say this. They're, they're the worst team in the league, flat out. I'll go on record. There's no way they're going to be – a whole lot better than last year, maybe 50 games if they played the full 162, but they're probably not going to do that. They, you know, we could probably do a whole show on farm systems, and I know oh, there's, yeah. it has quite a few young guys that they've been picking, so they need, uh, they're at least three years away, in my opinion, of even being a 500 club. So, again, you know, I accidentally scheduled myself with the Tigers and uh, don't know exactly how I did that. <laughs> yeah, the only but, guy as far as hitting as an outfielder here by the name of Riley Green that I had, okay. um, widely considered the best pure hitter in the 2019 draft. Six nice. foot three, 200 pounds, hitting 271 in the minors with five steals. Not a lot, but 29 home runs across three levels of the minors. Being, he was drafted fifth overall out of a Florida high school. So very nice. I got on him. Probably not going to play this year though. They'll probably give him at yeah. least another year, but you know, somebody to look at, they need guys like that to develop. That's for sure. But, uh, very interesting. And I guess we'll talk about this pitching staff if we have to, what I will tell you though, is they are going to be obviously a team to stack against because their pitchers are not good. And we don't, yeah, we don't know about the ballpark or whatever, but, um, you know, I can see myself going a full week of, of rostering and I don't play a ton of lineups. You know, me, I, I make out uh, sure. one, two or three at the most and, and stick with that. And I can see myself going a whole week and not rostering a single tiger the whole time. And that's not usual, you know, we, we talk about it always in basketball, like some of the, the bad teams like the Suns, we, we love to stack and this and that, but not in this baseball or in this team. I mean, there's just, I don't think, I mean, you if you hit, the only person that would hit on a Tiger stack would be somebody that plays 150 max lineups, and that's just one of that the lineups, and they happen to score 10 runs because they'll do that one day this season probably, but yeah. other than that, it just it's senseless to even uh, really spend a lot of time on them. Because even as a cheap last guy in, that'd be your only possibility, uh, I think, if you really want to take a serious. Unless they're really p- going against a pitcher that's just off the rails, you know. Um, but let's. T- I'll give you the. You tell me if you would roster any of these five guys on your DFS team if you had a roster tomorrow. 
because and this is who I have as the five. If you have somebody different, let me know. But I have Matt Boyd, Spencer Turnbull, Jordan Zimmerman, Ivan Nova, and Daniel Norris. I have some interest in Matt Boyd, actually. He's okay. got to be the number one. He's their, he's their number one, yes. Starting day guy. Yep. He's a lefty, 29 years old. Yep. Um, he'll give you like 5.7 innings per game. Not bad. Um, about 4.5 ERA last year as they ranked for the team 28th, 28th last year as a team with only 5.24 ERA. Yeah. He's a strikeout guy, actually, 11.5 Ks per nine. Yeah. Showing massive strikeout numbers last year, uh, which was a big improvement. Fastball, slider specialist, so he's got two pretty good pitches. Um, does not use much curve, and he's working on uh, weight training this uh, extended off season to get stronger to be able to uh, get better down the stretch because he was faded pretty much the latter part of the year, um, not being able to, to use him, I suppose, a full six innings. Right. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, obviously we're in love with strikeouts in, in DFS. Uh, but here's a stat that's interesting. He's started 118 games, and he's given up 118 runs. So if I'm doing math, even a Patry, I think, could get this one. I think he's given up one homer per start. Go a Patria. He could figure that one out, 118-118. So, uh, you know, uh, he's going to give up some dingers, 632 lifetime strikeouts with only 200 walks. Not bad at all, 3-to-1 ratio there. Um, sure. You know, I'm a math wizard today. So, uh, <laughs> there you go. So a guy that, you know, he would be the only, to me, possibility uh, that you'd want to go to just because he's young still pretty young yet has enough experience you know that he's been seen everybody in the league a little bit uh the other guys you know spencer turnbull uh you know who knows man he's uh lifetime era you know not much under five uh career three and 19 um i'm not sure man that just doesn't 142 uh... whip you know, and that's your number two starter, or is or is it Jordan Zimmerman? He's got a he had a few decent seasons. He's also uh, well, he's he's older. He's 33 now. Right. And I remember when he pitched for the Nationals, he was decent. But you know, you still look at his stats: 500 up and down, 95 and 91. You know, uh, strikeouts to to walk ratio is a little over three to one. So. Right. He can occasionally throw a decent game for you, but, you know, lifetime ERA in the fours, nothing to get too excited about. He didn't you know? even give you five innings per game. He had a 1-13 record, no strikeouts, really, to, to mention. Terrible. Um, attack him with lefties, especially, allowing on that particular side of the plate, he allowed two home runs per nine. He's a... Just or, a placeholder at this point for younger guys just to get groomed and step in later on. I think they all are just about. Even this next guy's the same. You know, even no, Ivan Nova. Nova, you know, he had a half a season good with the Yankees or, or a whole season maybe. But he's also, he's 33. That's the problem I have with these these uh, Tigers. They're, they're playing these, you know, they stink, but yet they're playing these old washed up guys that are, probably a season away from being out of baseball. So 
It makes no sense to me, but I'm glad I'm not a Tigers fan. Here's the cool, exciting thing about this is that we're already making plans, Coach, to stack against these guys. True, true. So it's really cool. You got to definitely stack against them because, you know, we're we're telling you about these starters, but their bullpen stinks. So it's not like they can go there. Here's Daniel Norris. They have listed as their fifth starter, and he. yeah, I mean, he had a couple of decent starts with the Astros a few years back, and then he's floated around. He's 27. Mm. Uh, he's from Johnson City, Tennessee. I lived in Johnson City, Tennessee. Uh, my sister lives there now. So how's that for – it's a very small town. That's weird to know. But anyway, uh, you know, he's just, you know, 4.54 ERA lifetime with a 1.41 whip. Um, he's given up 65 homers uh, in 426 innings pitched. Uh, I don't know, man. He just, you know, he like I said, there was a time you could spot start him and use him in DFS, but I think that time's over. So really, you know, when Boyd's on the mound, I can see yeah. why you would want to not full out stack the Tigers, but based on their other four starters – Based on who they've got in their bullpen and the the good pitchers, the young ones that they have are not ready for the league yet. So stack right. city. That's the lesson today. Detroit yeah. stinks and you got to stack against them. And they don't really have even a, a two guys you can say, well, these are two one offs I'd really consider. I really believe that. I I don't want any of these guys except Nico Goodrum as a shortstop may see my lineup but that's it yeah because that's a um, specific position in mlb dfs that it's harder to fill yeah. so you only got obviously one guy per team per slate that you can fill in there so you just use them maybe here or there as a filler or especially on a shorter slate sometimes you get your three gamers day games stuff like that and you know obviously you kind of force your way into some of these guys and when it comes to the pitching a lot of these guys are going to go only going to go three, four innings at times. Like these guys we, you talked about, Daniel Norris and Spencer Turnbull. And um, I think that's about, you know, those guys especially, they're just going to go run out their four innings and then the bullpen's coming in. I don't know how they're going to manage to bring so many guys in this bullpen. They're a bad bullpen. They're ranked Terrible. easily 28th, 29th, 30th in the league in, in bullpen stats, yeah. ERA and all that. So attack, attack, attack them. They're the worst team in the league. I, I think they're the worst team in pro sports. I really do. You you take anybody out of the NFL, the NBA, and, and Major League. Not I won't even count hockey in there. I just I don't see a team adjacent to their sport that is worse than them. I think they're the worst. So that goes to show you. And I and and I had them. I got to talk to the guy that makes the schedule. I am really furious. <laughs> So yeah, hopefully I'll, that I know that wasn't the best breakout, but this isn't a team that you don't want to waste yeah. a lot of time. They stink. You could so, look to these righties, a um, couple guys coming in, and might as well waste a little time on them. The number one picks because they've been bad and they're just piling up number one picks, overall yeah. picks in the in the draft. So they got Casey Mize is a righty, first overall in 2018. He's got yeah. three plus pitches, outstanding command was limited by a shoulder in the minor league. So he's not obviously physically nor prepared, mentally ready. 
another righty, Matt Manning, cut his walk rate, uh, and his hits per inning in 2019, going 11 and five as a starter. So hey, there you go, as a winner maybe <laughs> someday. Maybe, maybe. With a 2.56 ERA. <laughs> you know, They've got to have some hope in the in system coming up, I would think. Yeah. You know? That's what, what you mainly got to think about if you're a Tiger fan, especially, as I don't know any. But, uh, you know, these yeah. guys just looking up. Well, I do. Prospects. Shane Caldwell, our man, uh, one oh. of our best uh, sim players in yeah. our members. So, if Shane, if you have any diamonds here that are coming up for the Tigers, uh <laughs> Post them in Discord today, and we'll we'll give them a shout out. So that's it, man. Well, and the number one thing I love about it. Final thoughts on them: one and eighteen versus Cleveland. Ah, wow, unreal, man. Forty-seven and one fourteen for a two ninety-two winning percentage. Good lord. All right, enough time wasted on this bunch of bozos. How's that for being tough yeah. on the Tigers? Sorry, yeah, Tigers tough. fans. Tough. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. You, at least you've got a little bit better uh, yeah. team to work with here, for crying out loud. Now we're talking here. We can spend some time with this beautiful team here. Yes. Cleveland Indians. Starting roster and pitching. And where do we start here? Let's uh, maybe top of the order. Um, well, we got to mention you know, how they, what they kind of been through overall, though, through the years, um, you know, World Series a few years ago. And they've had some pitchers in there, some pitching turnover, which I'll get into in the detail. My thoughts on it being a Cleveland Indians fan, my number one team. Wow. It's, yeah, it's really exciting to me because, you know, I'll listen to the, the radio broadcasts still and all that. Like, you know, I'm not always in front of the TV, but I'll listen, always have their Herb score, Herb score. Yes. Is he, I listened he, to him for years and years and years and years. Really? You know, I, I grew up, uh, uh, it took me 84 minutes, I think, from my door to Jacobs Field. I used to go to a game, ton of games. In fact, I was the very first Jacobs Field game ever. Wow. With my no. buddy, my buddy, Dr. Phil Cachon. We sat in the very top row. And if you've been to Jacobs Field, mm-hmm. the wind from Lake Erie comes over. It comes out and goes up the crowd and over that wall, like just a wow. huge. And so it was April. It was like 38 degrees. And uh, we, mm. the first game ever was against the Mariners of Randy Johnson. So oh. he's throwing that rock at 38 degrees, that ice cold air. It was crazy, man. But I, I'm a big Indians guy. That that was the year Beautiful. they went to the series with Carlos Baerga and, and – uh, Wow. You know, just all Sandy Alomar. They had all the studs. Uh, that was a team I grew up on. Kenny Lofton. Sure. Oh, yes. yeah. Leading off in the outfield. Oh, man. How Albert Bell. Albert Bell? Yeah. yeah. Jim Tomei. Yes. All the same lineup. Oh, boy. And I've Fantastic. been to a few games there as well. Yes. So, so anyway, I want to shout out my Indians. Yeah. How I didn't take the Indians and give you the Tigers. <laughs> man. I must be a nicer guy than I That's play out. That's a nice guy right there. Real nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I so. won't chatter anymore. I could talk old Indians <laughs> all day long. but That's okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, that so. that year losing that World Series was devastating. Yeah, but. that was the thing is to, to give the overall view of it. You know, um, they bring in guys, obviously, that have one of the best farm systems in, in baseball. And then now, you know, we're seeing guys that they traded away. And, um, you know, Kluber's gone. Um 
you know, did the other guys gone and that these guys, these are guys who had started in the World Series, yeah, uh, Bauer, and right. that you know now they're gone. Mm-hmm. And but I'm still excited about overall. As I'll get into what this team has to offer, even from the farm system, and guys that have even already gotten games and playing time last year. So right into it here. Um, Francisco Lindor, what a stud leading off, you know, um, uh, in a, in a mid range batting team, as far as the overall major stats last year, you know, they did rank, uh, if you want to look at batting average and home runs and all that stuff, they're mid range, you know, nothing special, but, um, Lindor provides excellent skill ranges in power, speed, on base percentage and defense. So his numbers I see progressing back to better performance, not regressing mm-hmm. going back to the previous three years he has in a positive way. So I hope that makes sense. But he'll get better. He just has yeah. sort of a down year. He's gonna get better. Probably thirty two seventy four and twenty two, I mean, you know, that is a down year for him, two eighty four, but he'd be a quadruple superstar on the Tigers. He'd be better than the rest of their team combined. Oh. So oh anyway, <laughs> it would make look bad. I mean, yes. he would bring. I, well, I guess he would maybe make them better superstar players. So it's awesome. The only problem is he's always so expensive in DFS. That's yeah. the thing that stings. Okay, you know? range on handle, of course. Yeah. So yeah. second, I'm looking at Oscar Mercado. Nice um, young guy here, 25 year old. I believe. Yeah, he's a righty. He's ready to improve on his power and speed combo. I believe. As he's interestingly um, has hit on his minor league numbers, matching them in his hmm. rookie campaign. Statcast shows him to be a top 20 speed guy. Nice. So real excited about him, probably in a number two spot. Uh, these guys, one through five in the order, especially just top level in the league right here. Yeah, definitely. Third, looking at veteran Carlos Santana. I love Carlos Santana. He's tough, man. I'm talking about the guitarist. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah. So, but, uh, you know, Carlos is becoming an expert in exit velocity now, in addition to his on-base percentage and plate discipline skills. He's mastered multiple categories in baseball, which makes him more viable, perhaps, in DFS than in past years. You know, I didn't use him so much until last year, really. His home run, the fly ball rate, and BABIP are outliers. However, he maintains his nice fly ball percentage rate. His season was similar uh, to 2016. That's when yeah. he hit more power, more home runs, stuff like yeah. that. So and he, he was catching back then. So, you know, yeah. the fact that he doesn't have to – catching just wears people out. So the fact that he's everyday first baseman, I think that's a, really going to help him, you know, extend his career as well. Real nice. Then we got our other stud here batting fourth, Jose Ramirez. Yeah. <laughs> Clean up, you know, uh, should set up better for him this season as, you know, these guys ahead of him, they get on base, they steal nicely uh, for Santana to get on base, you know, and then Jose and his, his, his pop numbers, you know, um, they should get back and adjust back to normal. You know, he had lower stat cast numbers uh, as far as driving in runs, not so good yeah. last year, but no. 255, Never. man. What happened? 255. Well, yeah. You know, remember, Coach, he finished third in MVP low, MVP voting yep. um, two straight seasons before slumping last year. Uh, exactly. That's why I can't believe he dropped that much, though. Didn't he bat 300, uh, his MVP Easily. almost yeah. run? 
So to drop 50 points, I mean, that's a little scary. Yeah, it Just, can be. But he, it, we're sure, there were sure signs of him progressing back to where he normally was okay. previous. I, I, will, I will look at it that way. I mean, So that was an outlier last year. Yes. Yeah, sometimes the numbers, the advanced numbers just don't catch up. And when you're something like that to where and normalize and stabilize by the end of the year. So he, unfortunately, you know, we're going to have that one outlier. Can you tell I'm a little sour? Because I was a guy last year that would roster him and say, now, wait a minute. This guy has had two seasons, like just about nobody in the league. He's due. I'm going to play him again. Then the, a couple days later, damn, this guy is yeah. due. I'm going to play him again. So I'm me a little too. sour about last year. <laughs> me too. Me too. Trust me. So yeah. we'll hope for – I'm trying to start start playing him before everybody else does when the time is okay. right. I believe so we'll, it. We'll stay on top of that. I, I need to check in to see how he's doing workout-wise in the offseason. So we'll check into that stuff here sooner than later. Cool. So then fifth, I got Fran Mio Reyes. Low um, – BAPIP, uh, great ISO, though, last year. One of the premier power hitters, really, in StatCast numbers. Top yeah. 1% to 5% wow. uh, in the league. You know, uh, fly ball rate was awesome. Uh, makes for a nice DFS option that will meet or exceed 2019. As long yeah. as his salary stays lower than the big slutter, sluggers, he's uh, worth it. I agree. And then we got a drop-off here, <laughs> batting six. <laughs> Cesar Hernandez um, provides stolen bases versus righties. Um, mm-hmm. Switch hitter. He can hit righties as, as well as lefties, just about the same. So that's when we'll look at playing him in DFS, maybe especially when he's uh, uh, playing the lefties, I suppose. Um, well, no, more so the righties. Let's do that, yeah, for, for DFS. That's what we're he's trying a, to do. He's a lefty? He's a switch hitter. Oh, switch hitter. Okay. Yeah, okay, but he's it. just going to do better versus righties simply because that's what you, who you want to steal bases on. Gotcha. Got their back turned towards you, of course. Definitely. So, and then when you look at seventh on down, you know, in American League with the designated hitter, yeah. you're looking at mostly uh, platoon splits here. So this is going to be mixed up, mixed and match all different ways during the season. So we're not going to see anything consistent, but there's quite a few guys here. To start digging into um, Jake Bowers can't figure out what exactly they'll do with Bowers is he's a lefty that's not outstanding versus righties it would be yeah. unusual it seems that you know to use him versus lefties instead but he was better versus the lefties uh, in a short career yeah he's you know the problem with guys like him and the, the whole bottom of this Cleveland order is they're gonna flip-flop switch around pinch hit you know, slice and dice it. And it's just such a DFS nightmare. You know, if you do try to slide in a Bauer because he's uh, Bowers because he's in the lineup that day and then he has two at bats and gets yanked, you're like, what the hell? So right. I would just say I won't say much about this bottom of this lineup, but big time buyer beware because you got to get those four or five at bats to have a shot. You know, that's right. Well, they're actually hoping these two guys here I'll bring out next are, are a bit more consistent. Um, Roberto Perez, he's the main catch, catcher. Um, he's a good hitter. Um, he had a lot of homers last year, man. Yeah. Um, he, you know, he's got a lower BABIP and batting average, of course, with a high home run to fly ball rate, along with a high ground ball rate, which is typical of somebody in this profile of a catcher. 
But this translates into one of the best catchers in hitting in the game potentially right now. Yeah, so, it's true. There's not many of good ones, that's for sure. Yeah, so typical, but you know, good for what it is at the catcher position. If you want to go that route, um, I think you have to in draft can draft kings, of course. Yeah. So um, the other guy that's pretty interesting is actually Domingo Santana. Um, six foot five, 220 pounds. He had a 21 homer year last year. Got benched quite a bit last couple years. Um, a career 797 OPS. So maybe he'll be more consistent. I don't know. What do you think? You know, uh, again, those guys are just such crapshoots. It's just hard <laughs> to to feel like comfortable with any of those guys at the bottom. You know. Yeah. You know, so, I do want to bring up a point, though, that I'm, I'm thinking about looking at this Cleveland team and talking about being at those games at Jacobs Field. It is hard to hit the baseball in 38-degree weather oh, when yeah. it's freezing cold and you can't feel your hands. The ball doesn't go anywhere. So here's here's what I'm thinking. There should be a DFS edge this season for the teams that play in super cold weather like Cleveland, you know, you can even count the Yankees, Detroit, the outdoor teams in the East, Baltimore, even some. Uh, if they play all these games in an Arizona or whatever, they don't have to deal with that ice cold weather for the first 30 games or what, 40 games sometimes in the, you know, in the East or in the North that they they are generally have to do. So you give somebody like a Carlos Santana, True. you know, he had he had 573 at bats last year. Probably a, a hundred of those were in freezing cold weather. You take that away and pl- plug them into the thin air in Arizona or wherever it ends up being, where it's warm and the ball flies. I think you know that's a DFS edge that I don't think a lot of people are talking about. But I think you you know you make a list of the cold, and we'll do that on one of our shows. We'll we'll organize this because it, it just came into my head. It's it's just. It's crazy not to, but let's make a list of the teams that play in cold weather. We could they show you the temperature uh, game time of each game on the the stats when you look it up in in baseball reference and and we'll make a list of the best players from those teams that could have the biggest effect of being able to play that first fifth of the season in 90 degrees instead of 38 degrees and a guy like Santana that had 108 walks last year, Andy, um, 34 homers, 90, 93 RBIs and an on base average of over 400. Mm. Uh, I love guys like that. And with that boost of playing in the warmth, I mm. I'm excited that if that, that potential. Yeah. Because with Santana, man, not only he's only, is he one of the best on base, but he can launch it, man. I mean, I've seen him, do it many times hit a grand slam or something so it's exciting when you hear these guys on the broadcast and just you know you could be sitting there sleeping one time i was just driving on the road and listening to an indians game and then all of a sudden grand slam boom and just like whoa it's like my daughter's like what is that that, daddy it's like that's just that's hitting a grand slam that's what it is it's this baseball is you're gonna wake up and realize something big just happened, and that's how they broadcast it. So 
Yeah, but, their broadcasters are great. But awesome. I, I I like this edge, this weather edge. Don't you think that can have an yeah, effect on the season? Yeah, very interesting. Yeah, because, you know, teams that play, like the Rangers, for example, here in Dallas, you know, they're not going to – yes, they play some road games in the cold, so they may, may get a little edge from that, but not like the teams that have to play up north every day. Because I'll yeah. tell you, I played high school baseball, and we used to play games in April – it was miserable, man. It was mm. you, you'd have frost on the grass. You couldn't feel your hands. <clears throat> it's yeah. a, it's a tough scenario. Tough, tough. Well, a lot of people were not picking us, by the way, to finish very strong in the central. But uh, I have to disagree with a lot of people there. Yeah. I think that they can. You think because of the pitchers that left? Yeah. Well, no. I mean, I think they can be right up there with Minnesota. I think I wasn't gonna. I'm I'm gonna say go out on a limb a little bit. Minnesota had kind of a outlier year with trying to think of a better word, maybe a not, not real year in a way. Well, they lost guys too. So, yeah. So I don't see any reason why, to be honest with you, that Cleveland can be right up to where they can contend for the division. So, oh, no doubt. No doubt about it. it. I mean, these guys in the outfield, I didn't even touch on, but there's a, a whole lot more guys that they show future potential. Um, yeah. I have to mention some of these guys real quick. You know, Delino sure. the Shields, he was a Texas guy. Yeah, Delino's a, a good – well, his dad, you know, played with the X. His dad was awesome, man. But DeShields is a great locker room guy. You'll like having him with the Indians, and he's a great pinch runner, pinch hitter, can start in a lot of different spots. Uh, he's a good ad for them, good utility guy. I like it. Maybe a speed, a speed steal here or there. Yeah, he's got some speed for sure. Yeah, not like his guy. dad. His dad was one of the tops in the league for quite a while. Yeah, uh, yeah. so that's why. Yeah. So um, basically, like I mentioned, the platoon split guys. We got him, and we got Jordan Luplo. We got prospects like Bobby Bradley. Once you get them in the right, uh, Bobby Bradley actually he's interesting. He played last year. He's not probably not going to start out in the majors, but he may be right back. I believe a first base uh, DH guy. Um, so he's. Um, like I say, he's a lefty, so maybe that's. And then we got uh, Tyler Freeman. He played last year as well. He was a shortstop uh, infielder, had a 306 batting average. Hmm. He's had enough, you know, physical tools. We can just get stronger. You know, young 20, 21 year old. I'm sure that he's already showed in limited time in the majors that he's a good hitter. So look out for guys like that. You never know. You know, I just looked up. This will give you some. Uh, Vegas does doesn't lie, man. They know the truth. We're, uh, odds to win the 2020 World Series <clears throat> in your division, it's tied. Cleveland Indians and Minnesota Twins are both 25 to one. So there really? you go. They, yeah, hey. Vegas, Vegas, Vegas has them on an absolute wow. even spot. With Minnesota hey. and my fantastic Detroit Tigers here that I did today, dead last, tied with the Marlins at a thousand to one. Wow. <laughs> So there you yeah. go. Don't waste your money on that thousand to one. Keep no. the one. <laughs> mm-hmm. But there you go. So the Indians, yeah, the Indians yeah. are co-favorites to win the World Series from their yeah. division, from the division. Which hey, we know that if you just can get to the playoffs, anything can happen. So yeah. So that's the outlook there. I mean, the, the only other guy was Greg Allen. He's always a speed threat. He'll come in, pinch hit, try to steal some bases. That's about it. Key DFS plays for me here. 
How about if I put you under the gun here since you're the baseball? I, I, I'm known to do this to everybody as quiz them during the show. All right. So I'm going to put you just, you know, if you can get two out of three, I think I'll you, you, we'll count it as a win. The oh. three favorites to win the World Series this year in Major League Baseball. You got a three to one, a six to one, and a seven to one. Everybody else is double digits. Mm. Do, do, well, do, 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 do. No so pressure. You want, you want the, the, the three to one first? Okay, let's see. No, it doesn't matter. No order. Yankees. They are three to one favorites. That's the okay. easy gimme. The Good. second one's just as easy. Let's see. Atlanta Braves? No. Dodgers. The Dodgers, six to one. So you got one yeah. more one more team to get. More shy. Who to sweep it. Missing out on here. Let's see. I don't want to go with the I'll central. give you a clue. Think about last year. Oh, well, last year the Astros. Astros. That, okay. They're seven to one. The Cheaters <laughs> are third favorite. So good right. job. And shout out to Brett out there. Uh, Phillies, 16 to one, fifth. So good for you, man. You better root for the Phillies because the Cowboys are going to route your Eagles out there, Brett. So well, that's yeah. for you, buddy. So anyway, okay. Yeah, Didn't buddy. mean to interrupt you. Just so, love to throw the quiz out there. No you, worries. You win. You win both showcases. So um, since we're on hitting, well, I, I'm going to go ahead and go into pitching there. Okay. Because I think that's pretty much wrapped up. Yes. Well, no. Let me mention this now. Uh, a, a, a quiz for you, pop quiz. Oh. Who boy. was? Who was Michael Jordan's hitting coach? Oh, uh, Michael Jordan's hitting coach. Well, when he was with the White, White Sox, Sox, I saw mm-hmm. I saw him play in person in spring training. My bunch of buddies and I went down and watched, uh, and he was not that good. But uh, it was fun to watch him. I'm trying to think of who it was. That's a long, long time just, ago. Or if you can just name the manager. I, I, I'm i not quite sure if he was considered the hitting coach or the manager of that minor league White Sox farm system. Um, <laughs> Boy, that's a hard one. White Sox. It wasn't that hard. I'm trying to think at the time. <laughs> Such a long time ago, who, man. Who are we on right now, Coach? It wasn't like Mike Hargrove, was it? No. Um, no. Terry Francona. Terry Francona. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> wow, you got me, man. You got me. Because Francona was the guy who was. A, this is in a story. Now I don't know. I don't want to spoil it for the movie, but this was on a particular podcast where yeah they talked about who was the guy that coached him the guy yeah. that coached jordan was as our manager francona and uh so he said oh uh, so jordan had a pop fly up in the air you know right at home plate straight up in the air yeah he come back and said with francona i said now with that happen you know uh, is that going to happen again <laughs> how many times <laughs> is that going to happen he said how many times is that going to happen jordan said Never again. And it never did happen again. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, he's, it was so funny back then. They, you know, in the spring training, they all ride around and, you know, beat up buses and this and that. They, they only have a, a, like a $50 per diem today, uh, a day for meals or whatever the case may be. I mean, you know, those guys in the minors uh, and the guys in spring training, it's no picnic. 
And so as soon as Jordan decided he was going to play in, in the minors for the White Sox, he bought a fully loaded flat screen, not, not flat screens in the day, but big screen TVs and stuff. He bought this huge bus with all these like massage table in it and all these things. So they, all the rest of the team got to travel around in luxury uh, because he just didn't, you know, he was, didn't want to go around on an old bus. So he had, they have music and all kinds of stuff, man. So it was, it was funny, but uh, yeah, I'm excited to see how they cover that in the, uh, you know, in the last stand show. It's going to be funny. For sure, man. You know, and I also heard, I heard this some time ago. I don't remember when, but maybe a few years back that he was going to end up obviously didn't play long enough. He was going to end up, I think, from what Francona said, having a decent shot at making the majors based on his level of progressive improvement. We'll see. I don't know, man. I mean, I saw him with my own eyes. He just, I mean, that's so hard to do, man. I I mean, his, his, his swing was a little lopey and, he was super fast, as you know, but in the outfield, he it didn't seem like he got a really good jump on the ball. You know that those instincts you got to build, you know, yeah. every day. Of course, so he I don't know. Get a curveball or anything like that, but no, I think had, the only reason he would have made it was not because he was that good, but just to fill some seats. But uh, yeah, I don't think yeah. it's anyway. It's I'm so glad he came back to ball. Yeah. That's all I can say. Yeah, it is what it is in a good way. <laughs> yes. I do remember so, Terry Francona as a player, if that helps any, with oh, the wow. Indians. And, yeah, I think he played for the Indians and Red Sox, didn't he, if I'm not mistaken? But he was he's a clutch hitter, first baseman. All right, never mind. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Way before my time. All right. Whatever. So, um, yeah, looking at it, what, you know, he's a, the master as well, uh, Francona is, or, or at least was, of actually – taking guys out because he knows the hitting matchup so well, these batters that he knew like a master of his, of his game, probably the best in the majors when to take a guy, a pitcher off the mound and put in another guy, maybe for one hitter, take him out, switch him. He, he was just a master of always for how many years back. I don't know. I guess with um, the Red Sox, he would do that. And he was just the best now. We have to see what he can do. He can't do that anymore because now once a pitcher's yanked, he has to finish the inning. Right. They changed the rules. So that's really going to be a big adjustment for guys that manipulate everything. You know, like the uh, who's the, the crazy guy, uh, Madden, Joe Madden, guys like that that maneuver everything. That's going to have a big effect on him, no doubt. Yeah. Madden's with, uh, oh, my gosh, who is he with you now? That's what I was trying to think too. He got hired. Uh, I'm just I'm drawing a blank, but he yeah, got canned too. the Cubs. I don't know where he went. Is he in Arizona? Maybe I don't know. One of the teams we just covered. Who was it? Was it Santino's know. team or? All right. Anyways, um, pitcher number one. We got Clevenger, a righty, six foot four. He'll give you six innings per game. Yeah. Twelve Ks per nine. Excellent year last year. Um, average for his career is probably at 10 Ks per nine. So maybe he'll keep stepping that up. Kept his home run per nine very low at 0.7. So well under one home run per game. Um, 0.93 for his career. That's fine. Um, yeah. This is his fifth year. I hope there's no drop off as what we had with Bieber and Kluber. 
Um, right. Because or more so Bauer. I'm sorry, Bauer and Kluber. Those guys really dropped off. But it, you yeah. know, last year, Clevenger had a 2.71 ERA and a 1.06 WHIP. Um, in terms of advanced stuff, his exit velocity allowed was only 86 mile per hour, which is in tune with his career. So I don't expect yep. any changes there. That combined with an all-star caliber, uh, Woba allowed. Strikeout percentage is very good, of course. Batting average allowed, very good. His curve and his slider are the most effective pitches. And his four-seamer yeah. gets up high, up above 95 mile per hour at times. Um, he says he's fully healthy, ready to go. His partially torn meniscus is actually mm-hmm. down to past. So nice. he's gotten strong. Yeah, no restrictions heading into spring training. Should be – actually, no, he's not going to be the opening day starter. That would be the next guy. But he's working in all four pitches, um, in, his, in or he was in the spring. In his mix should be really good as long as he mixes it up a little bit more and keeps doing that and is not predictable. Right. As many pitchers. So, uh, that's the key. <laughs> yeah. Find your – hit your so, spots. Mix it up. Yep. By so the way, Joe Madden's with the Angels, so everybody that was yelling the at Angel. their phone or whatever were saying, the yeah. Angels, you dummies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, and I just had him on a podcast with uh, Andrew. Uh, uh, he had Joe Madden. So, um, well, maybe you might have drifted off. Sometimes when I do pods with Andrew, I drift off or take a little nap for a few minutes. No, I'm just <laughs> mad. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> no, no, no. So... <laughs> Then um, pitcher number two, we got Shane Beeper. He's confirmed the opening day starter. 24, impressive. Uh, 24 year old, six foot three, went six and a half innings regularly last year. So good production, good floor, nice safe floor, high ceiling in DFS. ERA of 3.2A, that's fine. 15 yeah. and eight record, 11 Ks per nine, 1.3, though home runs per nine allowed. He'll need to. Um, Named opening day stars and mentioned he was a fifth pitcher actually starting out last year on the team. Wow. And now, you know, he has a 30% strikeout rate, showing great upside, 4.7% walk rate. That's also good. Hoping to feature his changeup as he'll be needing to get the home rate down. So that's probably how he's going to do it, is yeah. to use that changeup more, which is, um, you know, caused by allowing 90.4 mile per hour average exit. Ooh. velocity so when you compare it to Clevin four mile per hour that matters a lot they hit the ball off and it gets too fast going then you're gonna allow more home runs got to get that down so the um you know the underlying stats here is it shows we'll hope that you know he'll get hit less often off the, off the barrel than he did last season so um you know he's tough I like, man i think he's an out i think he could be a breakout season guy I really do yeah i don't mind that they lost kluber He's ready. He's ready. Yeah. So right, we'll really see. We got Kluber down here in here. Texas now, so we'll see how there that goes. There you go. You can have him. <laughs> oh, wow. You don't need him anymore. All right. So, we'll see how it goes. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. So, uh, yeah. And then the third guy out, looking like uh, Carlos Carrasco. He's 33-year-old righty right now. He had the leukemia. Um, Crazy. You know. Looks to get simulated some some innings in here real shortly. Um, But for all that happened, you know, he's throwing 10, 11 Ks per nine. All-star caliber strikeout rate, fastball and curveball spin on it. Um, So we'll see. That's tough. 
It is. They're good. And Bright future. What a difference com- talking about the Indians after the Tigers, huh? Good Lord. Yeah. Yeah, it's exciting, but uh, very good. So pitch number four and five. Uh, we've got a mix of some different guys here, but we got uh, Aaron Savali. He's a righty, 24-year-old. He got some youth. He gave 5.7 innings per game last year. Pretty consistent, um, 2.34 ERA, um, specializing in the fastball, even though it's not as fast as the other guys, topping out at maybe 93 miles per uh, Specializing also in the curve, changeup and slider, elite quality, and allowing hardly any barrels, resulting in very low slugging allowed. Not a really a strikeout guy, about 7Ks per nine for Savali. And uh, you still there? Uh-oh. Hmm. Let's see what's going on here. Well, I'm going to keep going. You back there, Coach? Sorry, I had to let my dog in. He was having a tantrum. I didn't want to interrupt oh, you in the middle okay. of your fourth and fifth pitch. <laughs> I thought I had lost you. No, no, no I'm problem. here. Uh, so the fifth pitcher could be Zach Plezak, a 25-year-old righty, 3.81 ERA, 6 and maybe 8.5 Ks per nine, not that great. Um, did a lot better in the minors, had you know a high A ball for a couple years he played, doesn't allow – doesn't do anything rather very well. Gives up, gives you up to 95 mile per hour fastball. Um, he will start out in the minors, leaving the way for the next guy here, as okay. we'll have on the major league roster. Looks like Adam Plutko, 28-year-old righty, 4.86 ERA. Um, given the given the right splits, you can look to attack guys like Plutko um, with low upside that they have. Yeah, um, I don't trust him. No way. No. So this is where we're. Well, you know, uh, we get a batting team in there versus the right splits. Once you get past the first three pitchers really in the rotation, three or four, um, we're hoping, well, I'm confident at least, we're going to get some more development in there, some guys that will step in. And may- maybe even like this guy, we've got, um, let me see if I can get his name right here real quick. Let's see. Daniel Espino. Yeah. Um, hardest thrower in 2019 high school class. Uh, hitting triple digits as a senior, wow. throwing a sharp slider, um, you know, native of Panama, great high school performance, but maybe that's a ways off, obviously. Couple but, seasons, um, probably. Sounds like promising. Yeah. Anybody that can hit the gun at 100, man, you you got the deal. 100 you got the real deal. Actually, uh, we, they got a guy throwing out, yeah, right at 100, Emmanuel Clace, who sh- should be groomed for the closer after a couple years here. You know, that's what the Indians do after – a few years of production, maybe three, five years, you know, you're basically traded off or whatever for the next next guy comes in. Yeah. It's just the way it is. And you look at teams, small market like this, like the Indians, you know, um, we signed some free agents here or there to keep the team competitive and everything. But um, with one of the best farm systems in the league, I mean, we'll keep it going. That's it. Chief Wahoo, man. Let's go. Mm. All right. Yeah. Well, let's. We might as well wrap it up. I don't want to go too long here. Do you have anything else with the Indians? Um, just overall pitching, very good. The bullpen is good. They have Brad Hand. He'll come out there, yeah. throw hard for an inning, of course. And uh, he actually on Brad Hand. Let me see what Mr. I had here. Mr. Hand, quick. you know that All reference? Quantity. Yeah, thirteen fans, thirteen per nine. Yeah, he's yeah, ridiculous. That, that's crazy, you know. So. Um, I expect that to keep them winning some games here for my 
personal bias enjoyment and uh, uh, overall pitching last year, sixth in allowing batting average, so very good there, fourth in ERA overall as a pitching staff. I love it. Did you, do you know the Mr. Hand reference, by the way? Fast times oh. at Ridgemont High. Uh, it's Sean Penn plays a guy super high, and he orders a pizza to be delivered to the classroom. And he's he's standing there, and Mr. Hand's the teacher. He goes, Mr. Hand, like what? And he passes out the pizza to all the kids, and doesn't you know? He does. It's hilarious, actually. But and never just, seen it. I, I yeah. Uh, I digress, but uh, that's the only other person with the last name Hand that I ever heard of. So there you go. That's it, man. That's Some of our hand. listeners will remember that, especially any of the tokers out there, if that's what you. <laughs> <laughs> We had a big discussion on that in our Discord the other day. It was hilarious just uh, talking about all the the marijuana stuff and how that it's you know it's become so legalized. Everything's changed so much in different parts of the country. You know where it's become legalized way ahead of time uh, from some of the other states. It's it's uh, it's a whole different atmosphere now. But you know that's going to start being something that's not going to be illegal for testing. I know they're talking about that in the NFL because I think it's just so, you know, usable now and people do it. And it's uh, so I think it's going to become mainstream, but I have no idea how we got. I'm saying let's shorten it up and I get off on a tangent like this, man. I am I having the Tigers today. Just I've been off the rails all day. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, if we're focused on what we're really going to do day by day in DFS when you really think about it and break it down when you know we're looking for daily matchups and here we just get a nice overall feel for what it might look like for the season overall so that's always good to review and it is overall it is if anybody forgot you know one of the number one things this year is to stack against the Tigers and you know now they know after we've said it like a million times today so funny (laughs) stuff man well, anything else uh, there? I, I do want to mention something, too, beforehand is uh, Mamba on 3.org, M-A-M-B-A-O-N-T-H-R-E-E.org, a fantastic charity. We bring it up on every show. Uh, you know, we feel strongly about it. And I know d- during this COVID-19 time, that charity has sort of taken a little bit of a backseat. So remember those guys. It still hasn't been long since we lost uh, Kobe and that that group. And uh, that's that's a rough time for those families. So, man, Andy, I just hope we can we get through this COVID thing quicker than sooner than later. I'm looking at our podcast schedule, and we have uh, just to give our viewers a quick uh, look. We've got tomorrow. Uh, we have Andrew and Brett with the Rays and White Sox, and then would you believe we only have two more days of, of MLB, and then we're through the whole deal? We've we've got well, yeah it's good timing though. Know. I know because then Since we've we got draft. the Jays and Yankees and then the Red Sox and Orioles are the following two days. I get the Red Sox quite a, a ramp up from the Tigers on uh, next week. Yep. And then we go uh, into football, so that's going to be really fun. From April 29th, we have it scheduled through May. Uh, April 29th through May 19th. Maybe we'll be back to sports after that, but that's when we're going to do our NFL breakdowns, uh, two teams at a time, 
uh, with all our NFL pros. So anyway, I just wanted to touch on that a bit. And uh, it's been a it's been a fun show. Don't forget uh, DFS Coach is the website at DFS Coach Talk. You can uh, check us out uh, at Joe Sarvati and at Drew J. Gallagher. Uh, also at Andrew Hansen, at Micah Patria uh, are some of our other pros. You know, hit us up there. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, let's start tuning in. Uh, if uh, we we got to get those ratings back up, man. I I feel bad that we dipped down a little bit since my uh, Chrome Dome here has been shining on. You're sinking down too. It's funny now. I only see like oh. your nose and I. <laughs> okay, sorry. I had to make that adjustment too. You know what's because cool is it. we're we're being we're able to do these, and that's why I wanted to, to start the videos now is yeah. just to get used to it because it's a new thing. You know, we've always done it by audio only, so you know this still goes out all over. You know, through Red Circle mm-hmm. as audio, but for those that tune in on YouTube or catch it in our Discord or Twitter, uh, they're going to get to see us. So we're you know we're fine tuning. We're trying to decide on the white background or the black background with the DFS coach talk. So we'll toy around during this time so that we have everything sharpened up and, and ready to roll, uh, you know, when when real sports come back. And, you know, I want real sports back like yes, tomorrow. But if we get through football, too, just in case so you guys know, because we're never going to miss a day. We promised we, we wouldn't and we won't. We're going to have some mock drafts in baseball, basketball and football. Uh, that are going to be an absolute blast in a draft snake draft style where we'll, uh, you know, we'll get on there and, and and take them based on their DFS stats for the upcoming season. So now, Coach, you know, does this yeah. mean, though, that we're going to have all guys on one broadcast? What we're going to do for the mock draft is we're going to have we're going to select like five guys for that sport. Like basketball will be first. We'll have five guys all on there. Uh-huh. We're gonna record it uh, through on Zoom, and we're gonna do a, a snake draft that way. And then same thing with baseball and football, so the specialists can can do that. Like for me, you know, I'll do the basketball and baseball one. I won't do the NFL one, you know, because I'm uh, other than the Cowboys, I'm not a, a big NFL guy. But Andrew and a whole bunch of guys are strong there. Uh, so we'll get you, we'll get you in there to see who's availability, uh, in third week of May, but hopefully we get to cancel the mock drafts because real sports comes back. So that would be the greatest scenario. Uh, if we could somehow get sports back in the next month would be great. So yeah. we'll see how that goes. I just wanted to remind everybody that that's sort of the schedule because we've got you covered from wire to wire here. Now we've got shows scheduled all the way until June 8th. So if we don't have sports back by then uh i think it's just going to be a crying emoji up on the screen of of a coach crying and that'll be me because i don't think i can make it past june 8th i think i'll be in the cuckoo factory if we don't have sports back by then so yeah let's keep our fingers crossed and hopefully we get uh we get everything back so all right man it's been a lot of fun i know we went a little long but it it uh Love chatting yeah. with you, Andy, and and uh, on the weekends and everything. Yeah. It's a lot better in a way. The Saturday and Sunday shows have always been that way. Uh, Patry and I used used to do the basketball ones every Saturday and Sunday. Those were always the longest because we just kicked back and you know get off the rails like we you know we did uh, here a few times talking about pot and everything else. Oh, so boy. you never know, man. You never know. 
Uh, all right. Well, good. Any final words? I'm all set. If you are uh, looking forward to maybe, like I said, we had our temporary fix with a little bit of draft. Now that's almost over. So we got to look forward to there's hopefully something real, real soon. Very soon for sure. Fantastic, Andy. Well, thank you all for joining us for another episode of DFS Coach Talk. For my fellow pros in all the sports here, and obviously uh, Andy Gallagher, who did a great job today. I am Coach. We'll catch you again tomorrow as we look to prepare to crush it in DFS. <laughs>